BBCC episode 46, my realization of the day. Going through these horror movies in nature and I've already realized something. Not a single film on the lineup this month features a black protagonist. Is this because of lack of representation? No, it's not because this is one of the truest stereotypes that I'll always buy into is black folks, we don't like camping. Um, we don't have the desire to be out in the unknown like that in the wilderness. It's just not very appealing. You know, um, we just don't need it, you know. So hiking in the West Virginia mountains, no thanks. Backpacking through the Mexican jungles, I'll pass on that one. But speaking of pass, go ahead and uh, pass that spooky shit because we're about to start the Blay Blunt Cinema Club. Yes, we're doing it, guys. I am so excited for this episode. Hello, hello. It is your boy, Devon Taylor, a.k.a. underscore Daddy Disco on Twitter and Instagram. And this is the Bloody Blunt Cinema Club. It's a podcast where we chat our favorite horror movies and break them down in terms of subgenre. Every month we have a new theme and March's theme. We are surviving nature as we journey into uh, different uh, naturist terrains. And uh, we are taking a trip through the Mexican jungles today. We are talking the ruins. This is a spotlight episode um, because I had the unique thing happen of I was reaching out to people and um, our two guests today, we have two of them um, who picked a very specific hidden gem in the in the ruins. It was a movie I hadn't really thought about. I had never really heard too much about it. And then the fact that both of them uh, happened to suggest it, I was like, all right, there's got to be uh, something. So I ended up bringing them both on. So we have two guests uh, waiting in the wings with us right now. One of them is a writer with bylines across all the horror outlets, including Blade Disgusting, Fangoria, Consequence of Sound, and she is one of the co-hosts of the Blade Disgusting podcast. We have Meg Navarro here. Hello, hello. Good to have you here. And then on the other side, um, we have one of the hosts of the Nightlight podcast. Nightlight is one of my was probably my favorite new podcast I found in 2020 that I got into my consistent rotation. He is um, super knowledgeable and uh, very open and vulnerable in his discussions and insights as well. Uh, we got Prince Jackson here. What's up, everybody? Yes, yes. I am so glad to have both of you guys here. Um, you guys are both people that uh, I love regular interacting with on the interwebs and all that good stuff. So I'm glad um, I could have you guys both here to uh, chat this uh, chat this movie that uh, we're going to get into. But uh, Yeah, but thank you for having us. Yeah. Now, I'm no a big worries. fan of you guys. Obviously, I've been following you guys for quite some time. But just in case some of the audience members aren't aware of who you guys are, um, I want to hit, uh, hit me with those little horror bios. And the way that we kind of do it over here is, you know, when did you start, you know, getting into scary movies? But then when did horror become more than that? And you realized it was, you know, more than just the spooks going on. So um, ladies first, um, we'll ha let Meg have the floor. Uh, I guess since way too young, 
I <laughs> I would accompany my dad to the video store and and he would love to to browse the new release wall and I would wander because it was a little mom and pop shop so it wasn't like I was getting lost in some big blockbuster or anything and I would just get drawn to the covers that had the monsters and I wanted to know what that was so then you know he kind of started me with Ghostbusters and that's a comedy and I was obsessed Mm -hmm. and you know the librarians scared the crap out of me but I was excited and so that just kind of like every time I went every week I would want to find more monsters and I don't think that that never really let up I just monsters and horror for life so yeah it just kind of snowballed and here I am today you know I think uh video stores specifically covers you know tend to be a through line that I've noticed you know between um, people and their introduction of horror, you know, and just, you know, just letting something capture your eye and then kind of following into it. Um, a, a through line, you said too young. I, uh, there's been a common age as well. What age do you think it was when you started? What age? Yeah. Four. Four. I had okay. a Ghostbusters birthday cake at four. It was round four. Yeah. You're tied for one of the earliest. Um, I, I'll, I'll say what the number is after we get Prince's <laughs> answer. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, mine is fa- fairly similar. Not that early, I would say. <laughs> but mine is fairly similar. I, I did. Well, you know what? I might take that back because I do consider Jurassic Park to be a horror film. Yeah. And I oh, watched yeah. Jurassic Park when I was about four as well. All and right. Had, twins. Yeah. I had a Jurassic Park birthday party. Uh, so that was a blast. But um, so, yeah, I think it probably all started for me as well going through like video stores with my brother because my brother's seven years older than me. So going to like video stores with him and like Blockbuster because we lived actually right down the street from a Blockbuster at the time. And uh, I would just always be drawn to the horror aisle. Like the first time I saw like Jack Frost and, uh, I, and like I was just so creeped out and then I saw the dentist and I was like oh, let's look terrifying so and it's funny because actually I still have yet to see Jack Frost I've seen the dentist <laughs> but I've still yet to see Jack Frost but it always like was that cover I was always drawn to and it's just something about like how that span kind of moved on to what it became today of me just having such a fascination to the point where I mean, I guess I made a career out of it. <laughs> it. It's something about that holographic Jack Frost cover. That's the because I remember I remember one. it specifically. Yeah, it was you would walk one way and so it would look good. normal and then you'd walk past it again. <laughs> Definitely made the mistake of like um, meaning to rent the, the Michael Keaton one. And then it ended up being that one. (laughs) I think that's how I watched it the first time. I was like, oh, wait, this isn't the same Jack Frost. And I love they mentioned the dentist, too, because I remember that cover. That's the one that had the the uh, razor blades like in their gums. And I was always like, ooh, that's real gross. Right right in the gums. Oh, yeah. Gotta love those days. Brian Usna. Holy shit. (laughs) Brian Usna does not play games. He he knows how to make some just like very just like imagery that just like that that imagery that sticks in your brain. So like, yeah, you, you know, that's coming from the dentist. Uh, I wish uh, absolutely with everything coming back you know these days people are getting back into vinyl records saw people are buying landlines for some reason like why aren't video stores like you know back more you know 
Yeah, you don't want landlines. You want video stores, not landlines. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a trend that doesn't make sense to me, like at all. I but I, I remember reading an article that people are in quarantine were like, "I'm gonna buy land a landline again," and it's like, mm, "Okay, well, you have fun with that. I'll take Blockbuster instead." I I guess. <laughs> yeah, don't buy a landline. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Unless it's the movie landline, that's a good one. But um, before we get into our main movie uh, for the episode, because we're going to spend lots of time talking about the ruins, um, I always say everybody just always kind of shout out something that they watched recently that maybe they haven't gotten to talk about anywhere, you know, uh, and maybe it's something that reflects your taste in a way. You got anything special, Prince? Um, I, there's a few that I can't talk about yet. But uh, which I'm sure Meg's probably on the same page as me. <laughs> but uh, so there's a few that I can't talk about yet um, that I'm very excited to talk about. But uh, one thing that it's not really a horror film per se, but one thing that I've been doing as a leisurely watch has been uh, Demon Slayer. I just started watching mm. Demon Slayer, uh, which is an anime. And uh, I got I'm just on barely on the second episode or so. And God, I fell in love with it after the first episode and just it's so brutal and the deaths is, are, are absolutely insane. It's kind of funny as well with how they handle the demons and it's, it reminds me a lot of Devil May Cry in a way. But yeah, I've been having an absolute blast watching. So if you guys haven't seen Demon Slayer, I totally say check it out. I, I definitely. I threw that one on my list like last week. I was talking with a coworker that was uh, giving me some animes to watch. I love anime, but I, I've never really delved into the horror side of uh, anime, some of the darker stuff. So uh, Demon Slayer was already on my oh, that's list. Fantastic. So definitely excited for that. Nice. And you, and you mentioned Devil May Cry. Why don't we have a series of that yet? Just why? Well, well, we did. So it, it was sorry. I don't mean anything, but <laughs> we did. We, we had in between Devil May Cry two and three. There was a Devil May Cry anime that came out in between that, and you can still find it. I want to say you could probably find it on like YouTube or searching the internet. But it's only about six episodes long, and it tells you the pretty much the in betweens of what happened between two and three. So mm. it's pretty neat. Ooh, okay. They need to bring it back. <laughs> I'll throw that on the list. I um, I I don't want to get too far into Definitely. this tangent, but I'll leave you guys with this idea: live action. Yep. Nope, that was my bad. <laughs> no, you're good. But th- I'll just leave you with this: live action Devil May Cry, starring Steven Yeun. That's it. Anyways, Meg, what's something that uh, you've been watching um, that um, has been in your brain lately? Uh, I mean. I'll go with I'll basically go with Sun. I've I've actually reviewed it, but I feel like it's such a quiet type of release that just came out on VOD, and it's by the director of The Canal, which is a super creepy little haunted house type story. Um, Ivan Kavanaugh, but it's stars Andy Matichak, who is the granddaughter in Halloween 2018. She is a mother who's escaped a cult and years later it seems like they want her son back and something's not right with her son. He uh, gets very very sick so she's on the run from these people that might be after him and trying to figure out this mysterious illness and Mm. yeah it's really good. I mean it's kind of a generic story in the sense that we've seen this setup before but the way that Ivan Kavanaugh approaches it is very stylistic and and very creepy and he still makes that journey feel fresh so 
because I feel like that's going to be an under the radar one. Like that's my recommendation. Awesome. Ooh, I like that. Sounds like uh, kind of similar to like Midnight Special, but the culty version. And that sounds that sounds somewhat. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay, I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, I usually try to take this time to like shout out a movie that's like in the theme, but just didn't make it into the lineup for this month. And um, I watched uh, Hunted on Shudder. Um, that it, that was pretty good. I'm a fan of like human hunting games, like when there's like nothing, mm. you know, nothing supernatural going on, nothing, you know, nothing like that, where it's just you know. A human hunting down a human in the woods somewhere if if you have that in some capacity i'll watch it i just will um i i dug this one it uh they did like kind of like a take on um uh on little red riding hood apparently but really it's just she's wearing a red hoodie oh <laughs> but that's that's what yeah, it says shutter. this is the shutter one right yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, the one with the really great poster of her just, like, with this crazy scream face going on. Screaming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it's a a solid one. It's a, you know, very limited cast, and it's just this woman in the woods getting hunted down by these two men. I mean, it's very straightforward, and then just as you watch her evolution um, as she, you know, is going through these events is very interesting. Um, But, and I love that she has a name, but nobody else even has names in the rest of the movie uh and the villain of this movie very entertaining he is creepy he's scary um and just like he's wild so i would watch it for him alone the movie itself is eh. like it's it's solid it's pretty good but like for his performance like (laughs) being the hunter um a very different take on that um that role so if you guys haven't seen Hunted, I definitely recommend checking that one out. I agree. Yeah, I checked that one out actually last summer during Fantasia Fest, and that was that was a, a fun one to watch. Yeah, it's a it's a good time. Uh, it's always a good time when scary shit's going down in the woods. But we're not in the woods for this episode. We're heading down to Mexico in the jungle. Let's go ahead and get into our spotlight movie for the episode. Oh! The Ruins, released in 2008, directed by Carter Smith, written by Scott Smith, unrelated, um, based off of his book. They had already bought the rights to his book before it was even finished. He was still finishing like the last third, and they basically bought it off of like the outline. Like They saw the idea, and they said, okay, we're just going to go ahead and take it anyways. So and then they asked him to adapt it into the screenplay form as well, which I always enjoy whenever um, writers get to adapt their own work. Um, This was an Australian production, which they filmed it in Australia, but it is set in Mexico. Um, And yeah, it just follows. You have four Americans. They're on vacation in Mexico. And then on the last day, they say, hey, let's go get some culture. Let's go seek out these pyramids and these uh, Mayan ruins. And oh, hey, even better. It's not even on the map. That means it's the good shit. Um, Said nobody ever in a horror movie except for these four. And um, they venture off to go find these ruins and then some um, sinister things in nature um, come for them as well as, you know, the uh, demons within themselves as well as they kind of go a little crazy. 
So this was a first time watch for me. Um, I enjoyed it very much, but before I give my thoughts on it, um, Meg, why did you want to talk about this movie today? Uh, well, I mean, I felt like one, it fit the theme of the month. Um, two, I feel like nobody talks about this movie. I think more maybe lately, but definitely for the last 10, 12 years since it's released, nobody really talked about it. Um, and I kind of feel like they're wrong. <laughs> Everybody should like this movie. Uh, you don't get a whole lot of horror movies that are under bright glaring sun for one. Mm -hmm. They're all under the, you know, under the night sky or in the shadows and plants are not a very easy thing to make scary. And yet this does. Um, so, you know, it, it does everything so well, body horror, extremely gnarly body horror, mm -hmm. some interesting characters, uh, that make some interesting decisions that, you either sometimes agree with sometimes don't i don't it's just the perfect fun horror movie that uh fits the nature theme that nobody ever thinks of yeah because like you said like i literally see nobody talk about this movie like i had never i'd never heard of it and then i saw jen malone and sean ashmore in it. i was like oh okay i was like how has nobody talked about this movie so i i was instantly intrigued and, uh, and then I saw Prince, somebody had tweeted asking about like nature theme movies and you had like shout you're, you're just like this, I've been telling everybody the ruins, <laughs> the ruins. So like, what made you want to talk Screaming about it off the mountaintops? Um, uh, pretty much the same, same thing as uh, Meg there, where kind of people aren't talking about this film when it deserves to be talked about. And it, it just like Megan said, has the most gnarliest body horror and it's really interesting what we see what these plants do and how they react to their environment and how the locals react to pretty much these plants. And I think it's so fascinating and deserves so much more. And, and I feel like it definitely is a reminder of the times as well, like we, where we got the descent and mm -hmm, how yeah. we kind of got that kind of cave dwelling horror and things like that. And um, I feel like this kind of had the same breath as that yet no one liked no one wanted to see this movie or no one liked it and, now, and it bums me out that this movie got like a 40 percent on rotten tomatoes and i'm just like this is good and you're wrong <laughs> like, you're yeah. wrong i don't understand the hate oh it makes me so yeah. angry it makes me so angry but hey all right yeah i don't get it but i get it <laughs> it it didn't get too much attention um on an eight million dollar budget it only made 22.8 million so not a lot of people went to the theaters i mean that's decent i mean it doubled its made its returns back at least but yeah it was just it's uh the it yeah. packs so much into 90 minutes and like that's what i respect about it on like how yeah like there's not more fans of this movie where it's kind of doing a lot in such a little amount of time but it's also not like a heavy watch either like in terms of like themes i suppose um you know because we don't really dive oh, yeah. into yeah. the characters too much or you know backstories and stuff like that it's just you know very you know watching reactions to a horrendous situation and yeah the way that they use the nature aspect but then there's also the aspect with the the mayan people like in the village and then um, the way that they, you know, kind of start turning on themselves a little bit, you know, as they start going a little stir crazy. But then also due to these uh, ravenous um, and just like they're very they're very petty, these vines. 
um, you know, the way that they choose, <laughs> like the way that they choose to uh, mess with the the group and the way that they are, you know, it's not like super supernatural. Like it's like you can almost buy into this that these vines could exist. You know, like maybe right. not that they can think, but I mean, like we don't know the mimicking of the, yeah. the flowers, the way they like mimic that. Like I was like, that's a totally like plausible thing. You know, nature is scary. Like it really is. <laughs> nature is scary. <laughs> and in that same vein, I really like that you don't get an explanation for how they got there. You don't know how long they've been. I mean, it's a Mayan, you know, pyramid or. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's, like, who knows? It's a ruin. It's a ruin. It's a ruin. So theoretically, it's been there growing for a long time. So you know, you can make up, you can fill in the blanks of what kind of mythology that entails. But the the fact that they don't bother to spoon feed you anything just makes it scarier. You get to yeah. make up your own kind of theory. Yeah, like and and you kind of just get like clues you know when you kind of figure out what the the village people are doing you know like they know what's going on but obviously there's like a language barrier so they can't communicate it but you you know that they already know stuff and um uh and as usual yeah to the audience uh these this will be full of spoilers um so go ahead and stop what you're doing if you haven't seen this movie which likely you probably haven't it's uh, currently streaming on Amazon Prime, so make sure you stop the episode right now, go watch the movie, and then come back, because we're going to spoil all the things in it, starting, like, here in a minute now. So, like, the the way that the, like, village people, they, you know, they're trying to stop the spread of it. Like, they don't want it to get out, so they're like, if it touches you, pop, you're dead. Like, they're going to shoot an arrow through you, or they're going to shoot yeah. you in the face. Doesn't matter how old you are, um, and just... In those little actions, like, you know, that's just enough backstory that I need, you know, that they know that they're like, okay, if it gets out, this is going to fucking ruin the world. So we just got to keep it contained. So, like, I like that that's, like, literally all we needed from that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I, I love when you actually get that, that aspect, how much fear the locals have of this yeah i guess i don't even know what to really call it of these vines i don't know like it's just yeah. it's so much fear of this spreading out and kind of getting out to the world and i just want to talk more about like the mimic when it mimics its host or when it mimics like the screams and the cell phones and it, it's it's so fantastically well done and the only time i've ever have gotten chills like uh, from a mimicking i guess being was from annihilation that is literally yeah. 10 years later like i haven't had those chills like that for 10 whole years it's like yeah again it's like it's so crazy that's like this could be like a defense mechanism type deal you know that exists somewhere but you just don't know you know and i like there there's like a small detail when they're like mimicking too they don't like do it perfectly right away. It like starts off like jumbled okay. and then you as they keep repeating it, then it gets like clearer really and then it's like then it turns into the words and it's like, whoa, it's like literally like had to like learn in so real time nice. real quick. And um, <laughs> the the director said that they wanted it to, you know, be as grounded as possible, you know, um, as far as, you know, it being something that could be plausible um 
And so they wanted to keep everything as grounded as possible. Uh, one detail that was interesting is like once they get to the ruin and you see the first shot of the vines, the the vines are in every shot like of the movie after that. Like they keep it just to like have that sense of how it's always there, like, you know, just like lingering and foreboding. So they like made it to where they were trying to include it in virtually every shot, like past that point, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I definitely agree. It it, it is definitely an interesting take on how they make these feel so real and make them have life and breath. And it, I, I, I love how they even maneuver, like when they were inching closer and closer to grab onto like a leg or something. And it, it's, it's so, so interesting. And I think his name was Matthias. Was that? Yeah. The, the yeah. German. Matthias. Yeah. When he was just there completely. Yeah. Matthias. There you go. Yeah. Completely helpless. He was completely helpless, and when they just like he was just like, and check my legs, like fucking check my legs, like right now, <laughs> like something's oh. wrong. I know something's wrong. Check my fucking legs. I do not blame him. <laughs> he just yeah, he was like, I, I do know not blame him. Is- and God, Ugh. you just see like the vines just kind of growing through them, but nothing, nothing like is gnarlier than having you have to be have them pull a vine out of your side. And mm-hmm. it's just, oh, and like the fact that they felt it in their head. And I just, oh, man, I loved when she self mutilated herself. Stacy, oh, when she self mutilated yes. herself, uh, I was just like, this is here for. <laughs> yes. It's so funny because, you know, you read in the news all the time about an invasive species, you know, like 2020 had a murder hornet. Right. And it's like the ruins is the horror version of <laughs> like a horror movie version of an invasive species. Like that's. <laughs> If you ever wanted to know what that would be like, <laughs> yep. dialed up to 11. That's it. Literally it's right so there. It's so crazy. Yes. Yeah. Now, I definitely want to talk about the Stacy self-mutilation more uh, when we get to our favorite scenes. So before we kind of jump into more specifics, let's go ahead and take this movie through the subgenre grinder. That is a segment on the show where we talk about the subgenres at play here in this movie. We're obviously talking nature theme, but we want to grind this movie down nice and fine so we can enjoy all the complexities of everything else going on. So obviously we got some lost in nature horror going on here. Uh, big time body horror going on lots of that it's real nasty um and like i said like there i mean there has to be a hint of supernatural horror i suppose to to the plants possibly but then again uh we we just don't really know so who who knows in that aspect but um so what are some like uh strong subgenre aspects that really stood out to you guys in this movie <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want to go first, Meg, or you want me to? Uh, I'm sure you've got more, so I I will throw one out that I would make a case that this could fit as a slasher. Yes! Ooh! <laughs> I yes. mean, yeah, like, uh, it's obvious on a surface level, it's eco-horror and it's contagion horror, but this is, this is very much a slasher to me. 100%! <laughs> I mean, yes, we share the same mind! <laughs> Ooh, yes. We're officially siblings, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you heard it here first, yes. guys. <laughs> we found out we were separated at birth. One hundred percent today. <laughs> today, <laughs> right now. <laughs> I agree. 
I agree. The pacing in this definitely mm-hmm. plays very much like a slasher um, where you have certain aspects of the missile on and so forth. But I would even also say psychological horror as well plays a huge part in this. Um, obviously, as we said earlier, eco horror as well. But I would even say, and I don't even know if you can consider this a subgenre, but if you kind of take the aspects of, this is very, very minutiae, but if you take the aspects of like horror films that have to deal with some type of a chase, because that chase was actually really scary for Amy. Like, mm-hmm. like I legit, my heart was pounding when I first saw it. I was like, oh shit, is she going to get out of this? Like, I don't, I don't think she is. Like that era was like this close, dude. <laughs> like i don't think she's gonna get out of this like it's just it it was such an intense moment and i mean when she does eventually you know get away it it, it's it kind of just leaves us breathing for more but i definitely find the the psychological aspect really impeding on this film a lot mainly based on how the mayans actually think of this um land and it's funny because we've never even heard the terminology of the word cursed within this film. No, no one says mm-hmm. cursed land. Like when they even first show the map and they uh, to the taxi driver, it's like, oh, no, you don't want to go there. Like, yeah, just, you, know, you don't want to go there. He, he just says no good. Say, That's all he says. He goes, no good. <laughs> That's what makes me even kind of teeter totter, just like how you're doing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but that is how it kind of makes me teeter totter on how it's like supernatural versus psychological and so on and so forth. It's very intriguing. But it all fits under that umbrella of slasher yes. because, like you said, that's a crazy yes. Ralph moment. You're all doomed if you go here. You know, the, even the mm-hmm. chase, that's a final girl moment type. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, yeah, I mean, whether so you go supernatural or psychological, that's still the slasher umbrella, you know. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd say this is a slasher at heart for sure. Ooh, you know, I didn't. I mean, I had slasher written down, but it was like one of the last ones I had written, so I wasn't sure if you guys were be in on that. But yeah, just in terms of oh, like yeah. definitely oh, yeah. the structure, like you said, like the way it's paced out. Um, you know, you have the yeah the person that tells you it's no good. You could even say like at the very beginning, you know, um, Matthias was a bit of a red herring. You know, oh is there there's a guy joining the group and is he gonna be the one that you know is gonna disrupt stuff and it's like i mean he does inadvertently but like he ends up being the one that has the worst shit happen to him so it's like i like how they you know flip that but yeah like <laughs> it sucks to be him <laughs> it, did, it did suck to be matthias in this movie poor guy he goes oh yeah let me go hang out with the americans it'll be fun <laughs> Um, one aspect that <laughs> really stood out for me was, um, I guess just the, the, the isolation horror aspect of it. Like, you know, the, the, the way that they, you know, they make it through the woods and then they encounter these, uh, the mind people out there. Uh, obviously there's like a big language barrier cause they don't even speak Spanish. So it's just like a very hostile situation. Amy's taking pictures of them and, you know, and they're, and at, at there's that one point where because they they shoot the first guy it's because he's standing in the grass and like but like that's the only thing that like actually set him off you know up to that point so it's like and then they get chased up at to the top of this pyramid and then so they're stuck you know they're stuck at the top of this pyramid because they have these hostile you know villagers around them like ready to well what they think they're gonna get killed and so they're just stuck up there and i like that the movie 
is stuck at the top of the ruins. We don't even spend much time inside. Like, I like that it wasn't just, like, the classic, like, okay, this is going to be the cave-dwelling stuff. Like, it would have been, yeah, like, maybe a little too close to the descent, you know, in that aspect. But they barely go in the thing, you know. They're, they're just stuck at the top uh, for the entire thing. And then when you think about it, they're up higher, too, so they're even closer to the sun. Like, I bet it was just, like, you know, the, the steam that is coming off of them. Oof. So I really like the the isolation aspect of it all, like just being stuck in this one this, spot. I love that. Yeah, survival element in conjunction with this weird sentient plant thing. <laughs> with that isolation aspect that you brought up earlier, Devon, is just it. It's so telling and on how they are just planted there which wow better lack of better words but they're just they're just just there and like it it feels so it feels like it's one of those things either the plants are going to get them or the and i because i just wanted a plant to completely consume one of them like we got we got a little bit of it with like uh, mateus but i would have loved to like have them wake up and Mateus' whole mouth was just filled with those vines mm-hmm. coming out of it and coming out of his ears and <laughs> just every type of orifice coming out of his body. I thought that I felt like that would have been fantastic, but um, it's it's still really really cool. And like like I stated earlier, like I haven't found something like this that is so like mimicking and so sentient and just quite a cosmic aspect to it. Um, like until annihilation like i feel like annihilation is the closest thing i can get to something like this like what we tried to get in the happening but yeah really happened right yeah. <laughs> prince with the wordplay here the wordplay stop me stop me <laughs> now keep going keep going <laughs> yeah i was you know it, i was the scene where um Amy and Stacy are at the bottom when they mm-hmm. were looking for the phone. And then this is where they they fully comprehend the mimicking abilities. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, it, like the phone was dead, but they were mimicking the sounds and everything. So like that's when we like first get that. But then like with them pull getting pulled up um, by the rope and then you kind of see the plants start like coming. And there's like a, there's a split second shot where it's like a circular mouth it like looks like it's like like about to like eat like forming like a worm or something and i was like so i was like ooh, i would have liked one of them to get fully eaten there like (laughs) i i i would have enjoyed that i agree but i also think that you bringing it up brings up kind of an interesting question in that this thing obviously likes to devour people or organic matter anyways but it also likes to screw around with its (laughs) victims because there's that jump scare where it threw out you know the the dead body body at the Mm -hmm. girls yeah so it's like what what how does that you know kind of keeps the the method of its madness murky and mysterious which you know is cool like i would have loved to see it devours something, but I'm also very curious about how it chooses what it's doing. 
Yeah, it, I like that they they did do that, and it's like another thing that they like kept ambiguous is like the level of sentience, like how how much sentience does this plant have? But obviously, it's smart enough to mimic sounds, and then like you said, it's smart enough to like fuck with you. Exactly. I mean, I I will say I I have one theory, and it's obviously a theory because we just don't get these answers, but Mm -hmm. maybe they have an avert, like, they are weaker in the sunlight. Because, like, when they're down in the ruin and it's darker, they, like, seem to move faster, and they, like, kind of conjugate more, and then maybe it's, like, they're they're not, like, you know, sun's not, like, doesn't kill it, but, like, makes it slower, maybe. I think you're spot on. I mean, obviously it doesn't outright say, but everything that happens with the plant is undercover, you know, like Mm -hmm. you don't see it out in the daylight when it's, it's sneaking into the shade of tents and sleeping bags or under the cover of night when they're asleep, you know, like you don't ever see it move. And when you're, when they're inside, it's like full on, like covered everything's covered in like the vines and leaves so Mm -hmm. i think you're absolutely correct that it's a nocturnal thing yeah and and again like that's just like so cool that they you know didn't have take time to explain it like any other movie would have like thrown in like a a random like scientist character or something to like explain it away but like just the fact that it's like oh hey like if you just like kind of pick up on some of these clues like yeah you learn that you know this plant is possibly you know nocturnal and operates in that way but again like we we just don't that yeah like like, you don't get the dumb like ex exposition dialogue that just does not fit especially with these americans who have no clue what they've just gotten into and then it adds to the mystery like the mysteriousness of it where you can rewatch and pick up on these little details yeah like oh yeah it's 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 very cool and i'm i'm intrigued to like rewatch it and the, uh i didn't watch the unrated version um oh. so i don't know <laughs> if it had like extra gore in it i do know it has an alternative ending which i did watch yes but yes. does it does it have like any added like gore or anything in the unrated version I honestly don't remember because don't... it's been a while since I've seen the the unrated and the only thing I really remember was the ending being Yeah. Different. I don't think it I don't think much was different. I think it was just the the ending to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. It might have been it might have been a little bit longer on the self mutilation scene but other than that yeah I don't I don't think so. Yeah. I was going to save that until the end but I mean while we're here Um, sorry no i mean it's okay i kind of brought that in because i was like oh i was trying to think of the differences but um yeah so uh there is a there's two different endings and obviously they um have like a more hopeful one and then we have you know or maybe not more hopeful but somewhat i suppose of um you know amy gets away at the end and you know that's just the the last thing that we see of her she gets away but um she does like you know reach for her face or whatever so fate unknown though you know so right in a perfect world maybe she you know got medical attention got it out and whatever (laughs) but in the unrated we do get the answer to that as we um cut to a cemetery with a funeral service going on and then we see Mm -hmm. amy's gravestone and then um grown on the side of a gravestone um after whistling 
um, the caretaker over mimicking his whistling, we see a plant has grown up through Amy's gravestone. So it was in her body. She died. And it was also in her body. And now it is in America. And that's scary. Rightfully so. It should be. We you need, know, we, we need more ruins. <laughs> we need more ruins. We do. Which, you know, I think that this is very interesting to me because I had read a little bit on this because, you know, like Devon said, she looks like she's infected a little bit right. when she's driving away. So that's not necessarily a happy ending, but I guess, yay, somebody survived. Two, the the unrated is kind of like an extended version of that. And I had read that um, Scott Smith said that this was a test audience situation. Mm-hmm. So they felt that the unrated was a little too unhappy but i've actually read the book and the book spoiler alert nobody lives nobody gets away um the order things that happen are are very different so Mm. it's odd to me in a way that the happier ending for test audiences is that it's made its way out into the world to infect everybody versus Hey, it's self-contained. It's cool. These people that you liked didn't make it, but it's still contained. So it's fascinating, you know, what what audiences respond to. So I don't know how you guys feel about, like, what you feel the happier ending would be. I mean, th- that reaction, though, of, like, saying, like, thinking that the happier ending is, like, oh, she got away, but, like, not think about it getting into the world. Huh. Sounds kind of familiar, huh? Right. <laughs> well, this was a good old, this was very perfect timing for my first time watch. But uh, yeah, when you think about it, especially in today's uh, context, yeah, that's a pretty interesting <laughs> audience reaction, um, to say the least. Yeah. Indeed. I agree. And I, I also like, I know like there was like some really fun things that were, hinted in the shooting of it too like they were inspired like with the vines and things like that there i know they were like inspired by like how pumpkin vines are connected to each other Mm. and it's it's super interesting i i've only been to like a pumpkin farm like maybe twice in my entire life but um when you think of it in that context you're just like oh yeah they are connected very oddly like it's just came from one I guess plant and it's just feeding out of that one plant to make all these other plants and it's so so fucking cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Nature. You Nature. scary mother trucker. Seriously though. Just like, gotta love it. <laughs> and that is why I'm not a camper myself. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, me and me and me and camping don't mix too well. <laughs> I mean the and the, they kind of had it coming, I think, because they they were poolside at a nice resort yep. with margaritas. Why would you leave that? Seriously. And and like that's why Amy like had the complete right idea. Like, like, no, I'm good here. Like yeah. this this is great. Like she was <laughs> she's like, over. Can you imagine how miserable she probably was out in oh the my sun? Gosh. She I also, can only imagine. She also wore flip-flops for some reason, too. So, I mean, she was out there roughing it, uh, for she sure. not prepared. Uh, yeah, it, and I don't know if it just wasn't explained to her, like, too well. Like, hey, we're going to be traveling in the jungle. You sure you want to wear that? Or, you know, because, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, um, did Matthias, like, say that he was looking for his brother? 
or did they find out he was looking for his brother when they got there? And he's like, oh, I hear my brother's cell phone. His I'm, his I brother was supposed to meet him back. Yeah. Right. The, and he never came and back. And they never came back. So Matias is like, oh, well, he must have just camped there. So we'll just head there anyways. But he, there was a line that said, like, he was supposed to come back and, like, meet them. Okay. Okay. Just was making sure. Because I, I, I just yeah. didn't really remember on how that all worked i'd be like we're here for your brother and we didn't know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they're like oh yeah if they were unwittingly like on a rescue mission but then i think it was when they saw his car then too then it was like oh so we're not just trying to find him like we are trying to like save him now so right yeah but um, I want to kind of double back a little bit um, because the the I like the the first half of this how, you know, in the first half we get plenty of like horror horrific things, but like, unplant related. You know, I like how you know, especially with the body horror is you know a lot of it comes from just you know these like natural injuries that like happen on you know unprepared trips like this. You know, like. When Matthias, you know, falls down the ruin initially, oh. they lower him down the rope, and then the the bone crunch at the end, oof! And then I was like, oh shit, is he dead? And then when you he find out be. that he's not dead, <laughs> then you're just like, oh, that's even worse. I wish you would have yeah. done, like you know, yeah. like, oh. Uh, and I like how like using like it's a good way to also just like insert like instant tension that's gonna be kept you know, like, throughout until we get to, like, you know, the third act where it's, like, more of the the Vine-inspired stuff. But, like, just the fact of, like, okay, now we have this extra challenge. He's paralyzed. He can't feel his legs. He has a broken back. They have to get him out of the ruin. That scene where they are lifting him, they have to lift him onto the onto yes. the thing, and then you hear his back break more. Oh, my gosh. It's, like, <laughs> it that's the so moment. horrible. <laughs> That's the moment where you wonder, did he actually get paralyzed in this second that they are mishandling him, trying to get him onto that? Whoo, heavy, painful, ow, oh, sympathy pain. Yeah, you you felt all the sympathy pain. As soon as he fell down there, and I remember when I saw this, because I saw this in high school. And as soon as he fell down there, I I said in the theaters, because I was a kid, <laughs> I yelled in theaters like, oh, I hope you're dead. <laughs> I hope you're dead. I, I hope you do not have to feel any of that. And then you just hear, oh, and I was like, oh, that sucks. That's so, <laughs> that sucks. It's so much worse. <laughs> that makes it so much worse. Oh, man. I do also like to say that this film very much like has, I guess, some caveats of evil dead and also cabin fever but it it is such an interesting way on how this is presented when we get more aspects of the supernatural uh, and like I, i'm still with you devon like i don't i don't know if we can even call it supernatural because this does seem plausible there are venus fly traps in the world yeah. <laughs> so like those True. are a thing um and there are animals that mimic us so that's a thing but it's it's just very interesting how seeing the whole nature versus nurture aspect behind this film oh yeah Yeah. and like especially when when you bring in um our character's background um jeff who is like you know he's the the he's in medical school you know so he's studying but he's like not quite there yet you know so Mm -hmm. it's like he he 
you know, instantly he goes into survival mode, um, you know, amongst the group, you know, I like the, the way that they show the different reactions, you know, between like how somebody's would react to a situation. Certain people are going to keep a cool head and then other people aren't, you know, some people are just like kind of swinging both ways, you know? And so I like how, you know, cause at the beginning, like I didn't like the setup of the characters. So like, that was like one thing that like, why like first started the movie, the first 10 minutes, I was like, okay. I was like, am I going to be really disappointed by this movie? But then <laughs> <laughs> like, cause the dialogue of that first 10 minutes was just like so bad. And I was like, Oh God. Oh, but the then, 2000s. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that is like, that is 100% the two thousands. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. But, but I then, also kind of think that that further disarms you because you're yeah. thinking yes. that these people are just idiots caught up in their own drama. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you get sucked into like, Oh God, you have no idea what's coming. No right. idea. Neither the audience nor the characters have no idea. Oh yeah, like that played it's into a great it. Surprise. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it played into like my first time watch, like big time, because like you said, like I mean, it tricked me. I was like, you know, I definitely was like watching. I let my guard down because I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, okay, this is gonna be, you know, kind of cheesy. It's gonna be silly, whatever. They're gonna be <laughs> dumb and die in the woods. No. Oh, I'm so glad you've never heard of this movie. <laughs> and then, I know. This is that makes serious. Me so happy. It's serious shit. <laughs> this is some seriously intense shit in this movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, like, and then, so like, you know, like I said, Jeff has this uh, medical background. So I like when we get to, you know, for me is pro- is the worst scene of the movie is when they're like, all right, we're going to have to uh, break Matias's legs and cut them off. <laughs> and I was like, let's man. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if it, if either one of you have read like any of like the trivia or the facts behind it. Uh, no, I've read mm. the book, but no, I've not read the, the trivia. Okay, so like I guess like in the beginning of the film, like you, you remember like the lady screaming in the beginning? Yeah. I, the opening... Yeah, the opening scene. So the mimics of the screams that are supposedly on the plants are supposed to be constantly that woman, not not switching over to any of the other character screams. Ah. It's supposed to be constantly her scream. And it, it's so, oh my gosh, that just makes it even so much more eerier if that's true. Ooh. <laughs> you know, the, again, this is like a little book spoiler, but mm-hmm. Amy was not like the final one standing in the book. Didn't she was, she die first? She did. And, okay. and it mimicked her vomiting. So they thought she was oh, still alive. That while, would have been great. Yeah. So like <laughs> she was drunk and... She went off to vomit and Jeff was mad at her. And so it literally was suffocating her by like choking her, it, oh, the, the vine no. down her throat. But God. it made everybody else think she was okay because it was mimicking her vomiting sounds. That is genius. Whoa. Yeah. So like if you need a little bit more crazy, the novel is also excellent supplemental material and it's different That's enough amazing. from the movie. So, yeah. Ooh, awesome. yeah, no, I think capable. I'm gonna have to pick that up for sure because that sounds great. Yeah, 
Yeah, and like, and that again, like you know, goes back to like the the vines and their fucking mind games. You know, um, exactly. You know how it initially right. like you know wants to like drive them apart, and like whenever it starts uh, mimicking uh, Amy and um, and uh, Eric um having sex yes. when they're having an in, like a uh, you know just a sad moment but like mimics them having sex so like set stacy off into her like frenzy you know but like also just like getting in their heads because we yeah. they did set up earlier like the their one little thing that came back was like amy was like trying to like kiss on matthias and then it was like a secret i like that they actually did bring that back in it wasn't just like a, a thing just to be like you know silly and stupid at the beginning yeah I agree. Yeah, these these vines and their mind games, they are they are nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I love them though. Like I I find them to be it, it's one of my top 10 like horror villains of all time. And it's these damn killer vines. Like they're <laughs> so good at being vicious and ruthless and now that you even said this in the like in the book they're even more just treacherous that like it just makes me it it makes me say that like these might be the best horror villains of all time and we just don't know it like (laughs) like this this might be the best horror character ever and it's just these killer vines that have so much more personality than we actually know (laughs) i mean they are 100 the strongest characters of this movie like that's 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 guaranteed right there like (laughs) yes so much uh character development for these bad boys here (laughs) right is amazing because it's a plant right right and and if we even want to get technical uh i guess in the film i guess the plant technically only kills mateus doesn't it doesn't really we don't really uh, see it kill anyone else everyone else kind of kills each other <laughs> yeah they kill right. each other yeah jeff gets shot by the villagers at the end uh right. stacy wants jeff to kill her so yeah yeah they don't you could even make a case though that it didn't really kill matthias because he he broke his back in a fall so he was gonna die anyway (laughs) there was no way and between that and the amputation that amputation like i think that his his people that he brought with him doomed him faster than the plants oh, yeah. did. I I agree, and oh, that amputation was so brutal, and it was uh, mainly brutal because of Jeff. Because when Jeff uh, like looks straight at his friend, and is just like, like yo, Eric, hold him down. What? No, yes. dude, he is screaming in I mean, pain. He feels everything he's right now. Cold Way to be this. overconfident, you white med student, dude. <laughs> right. Holy Holy hell. And like, and that's like a thing that like made that scene like even like, you know, more intense because I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, did he know or like, did he make a mistake, you know, in knowing, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, did he know he was going to feel it, but just said that to make everybody feel better? Because I mean, at the end of the day, he did need the legs to come off, but, you know, to make everybody because, ooh, tough call. Yeah. Yeah. They they Seriously. messed him up from the get go. <laughs> they really I, did. I feel like he's probably got it worse. You you remember like 2013's Evil Dead? Poor Eric got so <laughs> yes. beat up the whole movie. The, Matthias is like the the precedent, the the yeah. early uh, pioneer of the poor beat up guy. The entire freaking movie. That's oh seriously. 
that's like another random like horror trope that just will like uh, uh that will make me love your movie like if you just pick one character in a group <laughs> and just make them go through way more shit than everyone yes. else and just like really go through it I enjoy that for some reason. Yes, you you make one mistake and you spend the rest of the movie getting tortured to death <laughs> slowly. Amazing. Like <laughs> seriously, like Matthias, he 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 took one for the team in this movie for for sure. <laughs> and he didn't mean to. <laughs> no. For Matthias. He was just for his Not brother. Oh. oh man. And, you know, and another, like, you know, horror things that, like, you know, like, this movie is chock full of, like, the things that really get to me. Like, I hate leg breaks in movies, so it's, mm. like, the amputation got some of that. But then I yeah. hate shit under your skin, too. And, like, yeah. that's, like, one of the just, like, you know, I think that's, like, the scariest thing to me, like, in this whole movie is just, like things under your skin like whether it be you know in real life you get worms and parasites and stuff like that but then like yeah. the idea of like this plant and like the way like oh it's so nasty <laughs> things in your body that should not be there yeah absolutely no no <laughs> yeah absolutely did you know ben stiller actually helped produce this movie too i did see that so that is so bananas and weird but i guess he's friends with uh with uh smith so mm. i guess that makes sense yeah ben stiller do has more a... of that stiller come on yeah please please oh i want i, I want to see ben stiller in like a real horror role now like ooh, oh, can we yeah. get can we get dark ben stiller I, mean, <laughs> I feel like i'm ready for it yeah <laughs> like i feel like i'm really ready for that and uh, you know what makes this um movie even more fascinating because if we even talk a little bit more about the ending if we can i don't i don't want to jump ahead oh right? yeah no please okay because I, I do want to discuss the alternate ending a little bit more because i wish it was the actual ending mm. because that alternate ending is so gut-wrenchingly terrifying to me of how it makes it over to the states and i love how we find out that it's in the states is pretty much from the caretaker whistling and it copying his whistle mm. that is genius <laughs> like i find that to be so genius and it's just oh it has a new home and this <laughs> definitely was set up to have sequels for mm -hmm. sure like it, it could have totally had sequels if they would have made more money they definitely would have had sequels <laughs> Yeah. True, but I also think that the the setting plays a huge part of it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not really interested in seeing this vine in uh, like New York City. I mean, <laughs> yeah, neither I, am I. I really like the kind of exotic, blaring sun type setting. So, so you know, where where would you have the sequel? That's right. I think that's a tricky part. Yeah, and, and I guess both endings kind of set up a sequel because his friends do eventually go. Oh yeah, the yeah. So it's it's very interesting uh, that like they but again we could have just seen the story over again right you, you know, yeah how tired what we have gotten of that but I'm I'm very fascinated in into what a sequel would be for this particular film yeah I I would love for it to just eventually like a root kind of comes out in the village of the Mayans and I I would have loved that. And then all of a sudden, it just overtakes their village. That would have been pretty neat. I'll take but, um, 
I'll take yeah. the ruins too. The vines take man Manhattan. Man- Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, well, th- they did say that they're from Illinois, so this it would have been <laughs> a Chicago. Midwest. It would have been a Chicago set sequel, Chicago. maybe. But um, the the ending, and especially like the alternate ending, like again, like this implication that like okay, now it's in a new location that can like you know continue to spread on. Um, it reminds me in this movie in general, the the uh, or specifically the way that the vines act. Like Prince, the way that you're passionate about this movie is the way I'm passionate about um 2017's Life. I love nice. that movie. Yeah, so that's a great much. movie. I don't know why I got to hate too. Like, that, I don't that's a get fun it. Movie. I don't get it. I love that movie. I think Calvin is one of the most badass monsters that has ever been put to screen. And then the 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 fuck you ending at the end, you know, the the ships collide instead of um, Calvin getting shot out into space. He makes it down to Earth, and it's like, ah, shit, you guys are fucked now. <laughs> like, that's what this ending so what reminded me Vin- of. Venom. <laughs> so what you're saying is that in a just world, we'd be in multiple sequels deep for both movies, and it would be a Calvin versus Vine uh, crossover event. Oh, my goodness. Who is Damn. the superior species? That would be... That would be sick. It could have been. It could have been this this era's um, Lake Placid and Anacondas. There you could go. Been, yeah. What could definitely. have been? It, or or I also <laughs> uh, I would have been so happy because you mentioned it, Prince. If that if they could have tied it into Venom, like it was all. It's there. It, it was, was there. all it was there. set up for them, and it was made by Sony. Like you, it, you could you could have used that whole platform. <laughs> It was right there. This could have been a Prometheus situation for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, um, I mean, at the same time, you know, I'm also fine with this not getting a sequel. Like, I do like... Oh, 100%. This movie is great standalone. Yeah, like, because I feel like, yeah, if we... Because this would have been a movie, like, because, like, since it was so ambiguous, you know, like, the details behind it, this would have been one of those franchises, like, every sequel we learn more about the plants, and then people are studying the plants, and they're trying to weaponize the plants, or, you know, (laughs) like, and so I'm glad we didn't, like, you know, even have to try to go there, you know, and I like that, you know, this is a movie that you can just, like, think about on these details and just, you know, wonder what if, what was, you know, like, just like, what could it look like, you know? And I I do love that quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. So, and and we're towards the ending. So it's like backtracking a little bit before this, like, um, would, would have been the, the biggest set piece would have been the, the self mutilation scene, um, which was, Real, real good. Um, also, also kind of Evil Dead 2013 vibes. Um, yes, you, you kind of shouted that out, and like Definitely. I did think about that, like, um, because I like the the scene before it too. You know, was really great. Of like, you know, we see that Stacy had like some in her leg and had it in her back, and they're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna cut it out. Let's get it out of." <laughs> what those were? That was real nasty. Like. The, the CGI, like, on, like, when the, the plants were, like, bigger, like, when they were actually in the ruins, wasn't the best. But I did like the visual effects of the, the vines, like, under their skin. Like, yeah. the way it, like, moved, like, really quickly. Again, because it's out of the sun now. So it was, like, right. moving quicker in her body. Um, is real gross. And... <laughs> 
yeah it's bad it's so bad uh i love the, the pro- slothering though it's just it looks so good <laughs> and she sells it so well yeah like bravo laura ramsey like this seriously to act that i don't I don't even know what kind of direction you're given. Like, please slowly deteriorate mentally and self. Yes. Yeah. It's just like, like when she says, like, I feel it in my head and you're just like, oh no, you, you know, don't, don't worry. And then you see it move in her head. And you're just like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like, oh man. And the way it was like, you know, getting to her like psychologically too. Cause then when they were about to cut it out and he was like, oh, you might want to close your eyes. And she goes, no, I want to see it. Because, like, yeah. she's already, like, because they were, because this is after, you know, the night where they were fucking with her, you know, doing the yeah. mimic. So she was already breaking down, you know, deteriorating psychologically then. And then, right. so, yeah, and then progressing to, you know, after we have one intense scene, they're like, oh, the movie, are, are we going to give you a break after that intense scene? Ah, I hope you got your breather in 10 seconds, because now <laughs> we just wake up to her cutting herself self-mutilating she's just covered in blood has a slab of her thigh off (laughs) you know the more we like dig in to these characters and the choices that they make the more bleak it gets in the sense that it's like you guys are essentially inflicting trauma upon each other right i mean between what Mm -hmm. they do to matthias they you know not that they intended to to damage him and and paralyze him or at least contribute to his injuries and then you know amputating him they did not believe her they just immediately dismissed that this thing is inside her i mean where have you been do you know where you are like things are not normal here and this poor woman is essentially being unwittingly gaslit by her friends who are not really helping the cause and it's like every single thing that they're doing is just further twisting the knife in in their coffins essentially i mean like they're dooming themselves as much as the plant is right yeah i think that's what what finds this so fascinating because it, it, i would have loved to have seen like like let's just wait a little bit Let, let's see what these plants actually do i mean we know that it's suffocated Mateus, but yeah like i i, I want to like i want to see what else they do like it, it's in your body like i let's let's just wait Let's see. Like, like, yes. like, like that was like the sick, the sickness in my brain was just like I just, I just want to see what happens. Just a little and bit. She didn't cut it out. What was it going to do? Was it right. going to grow into a plant person humanoid? Like, yeah, right. I see. I totally oh, get you. Yeah, yeah well, like I, I like. That. It would have been nuts. It would have been nuts. Like I, this is the same thing that I was even thinking in like cabin fever, for example. It's just like let's like stop killing each other. Let me see what happens to you. Yes. Like, stop. I Very was... twisted scientist mentality. Hear <laughs> my experiments. Stop it, Eli Roth. That's. I was literally about to bring that up next because I was like, we just covered cabin fever last week on the show, and I was just gonna say like it's the exact same thing. It was like it was more them killing each other than the actual thing yeah. killing it because right. basically because stacy stacy kills eric and then jeff has to and then jeff mercy kills stacy right and then yeah. and then the village people shoot jeff so yeah uh only only one death for for the ruins uh confirmed and and when you said the humanoid <laughs> plant thing i i very much wish when 
I wish we would have had a scene because it's like you how we see that the bodies are like in the vines. Like I wish like the vines would have like animated the dead bodies or something. Like, yeah, I mean <laughs> you get a, a brief, get a brief hint. glimpse, like glance at that when yeah. they use the the previous body. But that's the that's the other thing. It's like more of how it use chooses who to devour and who to kind of hold off to use as a a potential thing to totally fuck with its next set of victims. Like there's there's some interesting sentience happening with this plant that it's like, yeah, I'm happy that this is a standalone movie, but I'm also with Prince where it's like I could I could see a little more to, to kind of get some more uh method into the madness scenarios. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe in the maybe a sequel where it's it's literally it's just like someone is infected with it and then like we get more of like that aspect in a right. like that would make for a really cool sequel. We could have filled a whole separate movie between the actual theatrical ending and the unrated ending. You know, yeah. Amy made it home and she was a plant humanoid infected monster on a murder spree and then she finally got buried and she died, you know. Right. Ooh. And see, I was very curious as to like okay, like how do you look now that you died? Like what happened? Did, did yeah. something spread out? Like obviously something came out of somewhere, came because, out of her body and made yeah, its it, way up top. Yeah, it planted itself. <laughs> so yes. yeah, I I definitely was curious as to what she looked like in that point in time for sure. Definitely curious. Ooh, so many possibilities. But again, like it is so great that it's just it's left as it is, and you know our imaginations can go wild. So, um, as we start to wrap it up. I, my last thing I want to shout out about this movie on another list of Devon's favorite horror kinks. I love it when horror movies kill kids, kill them, <laughs> kill them children. We get a child getting, I mean, I mean, again, we know why they're doing it. They're trying to, you know, protect, you know, the vines not spreading out from the ruins. But the, we get a scene of Amy throws some some leaves at this kid and hits the kid and then we see all the villagers turn on the kid everybody's yelling and then they shoot him yeah oh my gosh like i didn't think they were gonna do it this time but they still (laughs) did it (laughs) yeah they're not messing around with the taboos yeah seriously i was curious on how far those roots I guess ran out to or those vines ran to um because doesn't the kid like does his body get sunken into the sand it, or am I mistaken that Did I don't I not remember see that? him don't getting know. sunk into the sand she I don't either but I feel like dead. I made that over but <laughs> uh so I probably made that up and I probably wanted that to happen but um I was very curious I'm like okay what are you gonna do with this kid's body now like it's still in him you didn't kill it you killed him they're going to so, leave it in the sand. I mean, the salted sand anyways, because yeah. that salt is like the barrier that protects the outside world. Right. Well, I mean, I don't it's think like it, peppermint. <laughs> well, I don't know if it actually, I don't know if it actually made its way into him though. Cause I mean, they, they shot him like five minutes after he was just hit, That's, yeah. hit yeah, in, that. the, in the shirt. <laughs> like it made literally. So like, I don't think it even got a chance to get in yet, but like, yeah, the from what I remember, it's like the farthest it goes out is just like there's you know a little layer of it on the base of the of the ruin, but it doesn't doesn't seem to go uh, too far 
too far out that way. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Any anything you guys would like to shout out before we uh, wrap things up? Not Just not your wh- not your handles, but like the this. Yeah. Um, the movie. Yes. <laughs> uh I mean, nah, watch this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like I I hope if you made it this far, that means you've watched it. If yeah. not, you're crazy. Go watch it. Yeah. And if we enticed you to watch this movie, please continue watching it and watch it again over and over and over again. Let it ingrain itself in your brain. You know what? Let that vine just submerge itself and crave itself right there in your cranium for the rest of time. (laughs) (laughs) Words to live by by Prince 2021. Send him the ruins fan art if you can. (laughs) Please do. Ooh, yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, just let it let it dig in there. And that's and that's like one of my favorite things on the podcast is like trying to cover these movies that like, you know, aren't talked about nearly as much. And like this is like this is a nice little gem here. Um, People know I'm a little bit hard on uh, the horror of the aughts. Um, But I've um, of some of the hidden gems that have been um, unearthed on the on the podcast here. This one was definitely a goodie. So glad you guys uh, brought this. I'm yeah, so absolutely. happy. Yeah. So to to close things out, I wanted to ask you guys. You know, um, as we go through our fear of nature, you know, on the podcast here, if you if you're in an unknown territory, like you know, what is your biggest fear? Whether it be nature wise or you know specific to the people or anything in that, like if you're in an unknown territory, like what's the scariest thing for you? a hard question because everything like i don't want to leave ac (laughs) and electricity and civilization yeah ever i ain't ain't going off the beaten path yeah i'm not going off the beaten path i am terrified of everything flora fauna jackass human beings like i'll just stick to the resort i would never i would be like amy you're going off to college if you want to dump my ass that's fine i'm hanging out (laughs) here with my hangover in this hotel sorry Yep. yep i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty similar like i like exploring but like i like doing the touristy shit because i know it's like it's probably not gradually safe like there's pickpocketers and things like that like if i'm in like barcelona or something like that Mm -hmm. i I, that was like one thing the locals kept telling me was just like be careful pickpocketers and i was like how do i know you're not a pickpocket (laughs) like what if you're trying to tell me to be careful and you're trying to pickpocket me but um it's it was interesting like going to places especially after watching this Movie, which is probably why it didn't do so well i mean it was during a time where 2001 was a thing so it probably didn't do well with that aspect but with everything else i guess going anywhere i would say anywhere that has an ocean like kind of terrifies me mm-hmm. and it's funny because i live by an ocean <laughs> yeah but to but, be fair it's so cold you're not gonna get in that oh yeah no no <laughs> even if it was warm i'm not getting in there uh yeah, the ocean. i got Ugh. yeah no no thanks i got married in hawaii and uh i probably been in that ocean maybe once when i was there and it was like dipping my toe in but my wife's all into that she's like 
diving head first. She wants to go snorkeling. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do any of that. Like, I don't, I don't want to have to feel the risk of potentially stepping on a coral reef and someone yelling at me or a, a turtle bumps into me and I get shot by a local. Oh. Like, I, don't want, I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> oh, no. I got yelled at when I, I was too close to a turtle. They yelled at me. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't think yeah, I was that close. The- Water that I can't see it, and that's my biggest. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know, see chlorinated pool water, or even Hawaii water that's super crystal clear, but water yeah, that's clear. murky brown or yeah, anything no, where no, 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 mm-hmm. forget about it. No, yeah, the it's like the Louisiana swamps. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not yeah. happening. If I if I can't see it, yeah, no, I, I just mentioned this on last week's episode too, like the ocean is like the scariest thing to me like i mean there there's monsters out there y'all don't don't yeah. don't be don't get it twisted but yes. have you seen leviathan come on oh yeah <laughs> like it, they're out there they're out there they're, they're there the people know how i feel about the ocean <laughs> um, uh, one thing that like stood out to me in this movie specifically and is you know kind of a fear of my unknown territory i mean I'm not like a camper or anything, but like, I mean, I, I trust my like, you know, survival skills pretty well. But mm-hmm. the, the one thing that like scares me is like language barriers because this movie, they all could have lived, you know, if they were just able to communicate with the people. So it's like just the fact that a language barrier put them in the situation that they were in True. is like so beyond scary to me you know that oh, true a simple but miscommunication absolutely. can just like change everything so like that like really scares me you know but maybe you take it even a step further back you know when the driver was like you don't want to go there right don't don't do it like if some local yeah. is saying don't yes. go here then maybe you should take a minute and pause and reflect on that before right. deciding where you're going because yeah but- with you like language barrier is terrifying, but yeah. if you have a sign that maybe like if you're going traveling into unknown territory, be vigilant and observe and stop and think about warnings or red flags. Exactly. I'm right there with you. And and, and granted, we can make the case that Matthias was looking for his brother. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like nah bro that's when you get the authorities like you know like you you call Mm -hmm. whatever embassy you need to call to get this shit figured out don't go in there yourself no don't put matters in your own hand like or just assume or just assume because you're american that people will just find you that was a a weird thing that That like kept coming up throughout the movie that he was just like all we have to do is survive. Think about it. We're going to miss our flights and then they're going to call the police. We're American. <laughs> and how would they know where you are if you're completely off books? You're in an right. uncharted area. It's Nobody's going to find map. you. It's because yeah. they're Americans. They're, they'll be found because they're Americans, yeah. apparently. They're just going to send Arnold, Na- Arnold Schwarzenegger in there and he's going to know where you are. <laughs> I, I think even even when you say that, I think he was also the governor of california during this time <laughs> yep they, he goes i'm doing this one myself and then it's like, i'll be back i've got this get to the chopper <laughs> See, okay they, this is the ruined sequel we need this is it right here there, arnold schwarzenegger the case <laughs> going into the jump that's it right here is that not predator <laughs> Ooh. predator and the ruins combined predator yeah. versus the ruins let's do there it. you go <laughs> well what would that be uh uh 
TRVP ruins. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Let's <laughs> add some aliens in there too. Why not? Why not? Let's let's have fun with this. T H R T H A R V P. Watching it tomorrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and I think that is like the perfect note to end this episode on. Oh my God, you guys were so great in uh, bringing this movie to me. Um, loved watching it for my first time watch. Definitely going to be a movie like this is a, because it's, you know, it's, you get all the goods in it, but it's also, you get all those goods, 90 minutes, you're in and out real quick. It's a fun, I think this is a fun, like, group watch type movie, you know, because, again, like, you know, it'll deceive them for that first 15 minutes, and then we'll, uh, and then they'll be like, oh, you're showing us some really fucked up shit, and I'm like, gotcha again, bitches, so thank you for bringing uh, this uh, movie onto the episode. Yay, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. Yes, me too. You are absolutely welcomed. Oh, yes. So much. Uh, Meg, what you got going on right now um, to shout out to the people? Jeez, uh, I guess really just follow me on Twitter at Haunted Meg to keep up. I've, I write a lot and I have a weekly podcast, a bloody disgusting podcast. So I'm, I'm con, I have lots going on. So yeah, just follow me on Twitter. Yeah, Meg writes so much that my wrist hurts thinking. <laughs> so, it's bad. And uh, Prince, where can the people find you, my man? Uh, you can also find me over on Twitter as well, at the head Knight, and also Twitter, verify Meg, because like uh, this is a long time coming, please. Oh, <laughs> verify I've, all yeah, of us. Don't. We're in the Ruins Club. Verify us we, all. We should be certified for that. <laughs> yes, we should. Get uh, you can also done. hear my voice over on Nightlight um, as well, Nightlight Horror Movie Podcast. That's also Night with a K. Yes, make sure you uh, follow these people. They are so prolific in their work in the horror community. Um, big fans of you guys, so I'm glad we could make this happen and get you guys on the show. Um, so Thank we have, know. yeah, of course. So um, that will do it for this week's episode. Um, what do we have going on next week? Oh, we are venturing into um, some real dangerous unknown terrain. We're going into TV movies of the 90s. Um, so I have uh, Mike Vanderbilt coming on the show next week to talk some stuff um, in that world. As we, um, We're going to be checking out some deserts and then a little a little farm town as well. So that'll be a good time. Um, if you guys are having a good time, make sure you guys are going on Apple Podcasts, leaving five stars, write a few sweet words. We would very much appreciate it. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Blade Blunt Cinema Club. New episodes every Tuesday. Make sure you are following the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at BloodyBluntCC. Next week, we are talking gargoyles and dark night of the scarecrow so make sure you guys are subscribed so you don't miss that and follow me on twitter and instagram at underscore daddy disco and until next time guys stay lifted <laughs>